This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us today. I want to talk about President Biden now, his role in Afghanistan, his handling of the pandemic, and what America thinks of the job he's been doing since he took office in January. According to a recent batch of polls, support for Biden's performance as president has declined. And as my next guest writes, quote, losing a war undermines the public's trust in any leader. But the setback causing the most damage to Joe Biden's political standing likely isn't the U.S. military defeat in Afghanistan. It's the frustrating home front struggle against the resurgent coronavirus pandemic. So how do you think President Biden is doing. Are you pleased with how he is handling the pandemic? What do you make of his decision to pull out of Afghanistan and the way that has unfolded? Here to talk with me more about the factors at play as the American public weighs in on Biden's performance thus far is someone who recently dove into the subject for a recent piece in The Atlantic. Russell Berman is a staff writer at The Atlantic uh, where he covers politics and he joins me now. Russell, welcome back to Detroit Today. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's start by talking about this recent batch of polling. Tell me about the polls, who did them, and what they indicate. Well, there were a couple polls that came out last week, one from NBC News uh, that showed that you know President Biden's approval rating was down uh, to its lowest level of the year that support for his uh, withdrawal, you know, the handling of the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan was low, um, as, as expected. There was an even, uh, you know, uh, more eye-popping poll from USA Today and Suffolk University that found his approval rating at 41%, which is you know, kind of a dismal showing that's more commonly associated with, uh, with Donald Trump, who was in the low 40s for much of his presidency. Biden mm-hmm. had been in the mid-50s. Um, until recently. But if you look closer at the polls, uh, you know, as I wrote, the they, they do not like what's happening in Afghanistan, but they're they're much more worried about, uh, you know, the battle closer to home against the pandemic. Hmm. So put this in some, I guess, presidential context. Um, how frequently do we see a president in that first year as they're kind of getting used to the role and, and starting uh, initiatives, uh, passing legislation, or dealing with whatever crisis uh, comes across their desk. You know how how frequently do people start to say, hmm, "I'm not I'm not sure about uh, this person's performance. I'm a little apprehensive about some of the things that are going on." Well, it, it's very common, um, especially in our modern polarized um, society. So, what usually happens is the president still gets what's, you know, referred to as the honeymoon at the beginning of his presidency. Even people who didn't vote for him will give him a chance. They will sort of rally around the new leader, see what uh, what he's he's about and see what he does. And that was, uh, you know, clear with, with Biden. His approval, you know, even though he only won, I guess, you know, uh, 52, 53 percent of the vote in the election, his approval rating in some polls was as high as 60 percent. 
in the past, a, a president would have started with even higher approval ratings. But, you know, the, the dispute over the election and the way that Donald Trump conceded uh, really, you know, sort of limited how high Biden would go. Um, but it's also very common for for presidents to lose support, especially over that first year, either because of external events or because the people who didn't vote for, for them are reminded of why they didn't vote for them. Maybe they didn't agree with uh, the, their policies that they were putting in place, or maybe they blamed them for the external events that were happening. And so, you know, we saw that with President Obama uh, in 2009. He started out with very high approval ratings, um, even higher than Biden's in his first few months in August. But it was really around this time, August of 2009, where you, you had the, the backlash to his health care bill. You had the rise of the Tea Party um, in uh, the town hall meetings across the country, and his approval rating, uh, you know, started to go down uh, and stayed down. Um, and that's why the, you know, the midterm elections are often a very uh, challenging one for the party in power. And so that's what we saw with Democrats in 2010, and that's what Democrats are worried about now uh, heading into 2022. Mm. Uh, they would be a lot more comfortable if President Biden had approval ratings, uh, you know, over 50% instead of uh, where they are right now at around 47 percent. Yeah. I'm talking with Russell Berman. He's a staff writer at The Atlantic, where he covers politics. We're talking about new polls that suggest uh, the enthusiasm for President Joe Biden, who was just elected uh, a little more than a year ago, uh, actually a little less than a year ago, uh, that uh, that enthusiasm is waning a bit uh, as the coronavirus pandemic kind of uh, persists in, in our minds and in changing our lives. Uh, and also as the withdrawal from Afghanistan unfolds uh, in a pretty chaotic way. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, the listeners, during this conversation. Uh, do you approve of the job that President Biden is doing at this point? Is there anything you think he has handled especially well or especially poorly. Uh, and also give me an idea of what you would like to see him accomplish before his term is up, but also before the midterm elections, uh, which will happen in November of 2022. Uh, as always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, uh, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and uh, We'll include you in the in the conversation that way. Indestructible on Twitter says, I'll say he's doing a good job so far, um, especially with his background in the NAACP. I'm not sure what that uh, – I'm sorry. That's about a different conversation. <laughs> um, uh, Russell, I want to I wanna ask about uh, coronavirus and the effect that it's having. Uh, what is it that's frustrating people about the president's response to it and – I guess, what are the opportunities to do it differently? What are the things that uh, people want him to be doing that I guess he's not? Well, you know, it's not clear that they specifically blame something that he did or didn't do. I, it's more of a, a frustration that he ran on this promise of, you know, ending the pandemic, getting back to normal. And in the springtime, it looked like that's where we were headed. And the, the sort of the, the number that the pollsters are really uh, that, that really jump out to the pollsters that I spoke to is that 
back in the spring and even early in the summer, about 60 percent of respondents said that they believe the pandemic, the worst of the pandemic was behind us. Hmm. And then starting around July 4th and continuing right through now, you have the resurgence of the pandemic. You have the Delta variant. Uh, you have the CDC going back and saying uh, even vaccinated uh, people should wear masks uh, indoors again. Uh, you have talk of a, a booster shot, another shot for, uh, you know, the vaccination. And now that number of how many do, do you think the worst of the pandemic is behind us? It's down into the 30s, even just really a third of the public compared to 60 percent just a couple of months ago. And that's a kind of swing in polling that is pretty rare these days. And I think that says it all. It's kind of like the economy, uh, which is often a predictor of presidential approval. The president has only limited control over the economy, and yet the public credits him or blames him for the economy's performance. And I think that's what's happening with the pandemic. Uh, there's maybe not a whole lot more that Biden could do. He's encouraged everybody to, to get vaccinated. He's uh, you know, returned to wearing masks himself. Mm-hmm. Um, people support those policies. But there remains a, uh, a segment of the population that obviously has refused to get vaccinated. Um, and you have conservatives on the right who are, you know, uh, circulating skepticism or even disinformation about the vaccinations. And, you know, there's only so much that that Biden can do. Um, but the fact is, uh, if people aren't uh, generally happy, they're probably not going to be happy about the, the job that the president is doing. And I think that might be what we're uh, seeing right now. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, you know, if we wind the clock back just a few months uh, to to late spring, early summer, it seemed like people were in a much different mood about coronavirus. We weren't dealing with the Delta variant much at that point, And we were starting to think about um, uh, about the ways in which life was going to return to normal, especially by uh, this fall as kids are going back to school. I, I wonder if you believe now that um, the persistence of the pandemic as an issue uh, is something that could bleed into the 2022 midterm election. I mean, that's a long time off, uh, no question. And it does seem as though once things get better, people kind of forget and almost immediately move to a more optimistic mood. But but is there worry, I guess, at this point that uh, um, that this could affect uh, the midterms? I think that's the big concern at, at this point, because politically, at least. I mean, obviously, it's a huge concern that the, everybody wants the pandemic to be over. It's mm-hmm. a public health crisis. But, you know, looking at what Dr. Fauci, for example, has been saying, you know, he um, at one point, he actually seemed to indicate that it might not be till next fall that we get a handle on this. And then he kind of went back and said, my bad, I, you know, I think we could get a handle on this by the spring. But either way, that's not very good for Democrats, because the, you know, the, the longer this goes on, the farther that we are from, quote, unquote, normal, uh, is, you know, probably going to, uh, you know, reverberate for them in the midterms. Mm-hmm. And, and why is that important? Also, it's not just the public health crisis. It's that the longer the pandemic goes on, the bigger an impact it will have on the economy. And the economy had been improving. That was another reason why people were so optimistic is the numbers uh, in the, uh, you know, for the economic numbers every week, every month had been, you know, very strong. And they still are. But there is an indication that, that now that the Delta variant is 
starting to, uh, you know, put a, another blanket over the economy, not as bad as it was last year, but the economy and the, and the pandemic combined is what, uh, you know, sort of Democrats are worried about because they're already at a disadvantage going into the midterms because of in the House, the gerrymandering, uh, we're, we're going through another redistricting cycle where Republicans have the advantage. Historically, as I mentioned, the party in power uh, typically uh, does not do well seats, in its first yeah. midterm election. And so Democrats are already sort of running uphill. And to have really, you know, according to some experts, any chance of holding their slim majorities, they needed the pandemic to be behind us and they needed the economy to be booming. Yeah. And the threat is that those two things might not happen as we thought they might in the spring. Yeah. Uh, Josh on Twitter says, uh, my expectations for him were low and he has slightly exceeded them. Uh, quickly, I want to go to Jay in Gross Point. Jay, I've got about a minute left, but I wanted to get you on here. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Anderson. And mm-hmm. thanks, uh, WDD, for staying online with all this going on. So um, when I take my biases out and I look at what's going on around me, I keep the fil- filter out what I'm hearing, seeing, and feeling. Uh, uh, when Biden came on as a president, uh, President Biden came on, uh, I didn't have much expectations because I already knew what he had done before, mm-hmm. and he is a career politician. So, you know, the expectation of what he will do within what he has learned is very evident when he, in the Afghanistan crisis he kept saying, uh, well, I've experienced this before, I know it, what's going on. Yeah. So my, my expectations haven't changed in any way because he's doing, as far as I know, what he's always done and what he can do. Yeah. Uh, Jay, Jay, I hate to cut you off, but we are out of time here on the program, but I really appreciate the call uh, and the comments. Russell Berman of The Atlantic, always great to have you here with us. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. All right. That is going to do it for us today. Uh, Come back tomorrow when we continue our WDET book club discussions with a talk about privacy and the Constitution. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Connection to news, music, and conversation.